0: This is episode 207 of the Beyond the Food show, and today we're going to talk self-coaching and particularly self-coaching for intuitive eating. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Going to Beyond the Food show. I'm Stephanie Dozier, clinical nutritionist and emotional eating expert, creator of the Going to Beyond the Food method, and founder of the Going to Beyond the Food Academy. Corporate executive turned health expert with my own journey with weight, body image, and food. It's now my mission to help smart, successful women like you live confidently right now and unconditionally. Ready, sister? Let's do this. Hello, sisters. Welcome back. Stephanie here, your host. And today's podcast is a direct consequence of you guys' feedback On episode 206 our latest podcast in episode 206 if you haven't listened yet I think it's going to become one of our most popular it is me sharing my story version 2.0 updated for 2019 and it has touched a lot of people's heart the main feedback I've been getting is how inspirational this episode has been for you and how you believe that you can create this type of transformation in your life and how you can change your story around food, body, and weight. And that's what I shared in this episode. And one of the things I realized in writing episode 206 and talking to some of you via social media is that I have naturally, without knowing what it was, Self coached myself probably since the age of 12 or 13 years old. But I've coached myself with the basic thought of I'm not good enough. So, and that's what took me through my career of dieting and kept me into it is I was executing the model of self coaching that I'm going to teach you today, but with the wrong thoughts. So you see, self-coaching is all about the type of thoughts you entertain in your mind. I was entertaining low self-esteem thoughts, low confidence thoughts because of my body, my weight, and diet culture, but the framework, I became an expert at it, but the content of it was wrong. You see what I'm saying? And that's what I'm seeing in my students as well, is they're very good at coaching themselves as to why they can't change and as to why they're not good enough and as to why this and why this and that. What I want to send message to you today is that it's the exact same process, but instead of low quality thoughts. The thoughts that you put into your self coaching model are high quality thoughts, thoughts that will give you the result that you want in life. So that's what I'm going to teach you today. Call it 101 of self coaching. Now, I recently became aware of what I was doing and why I was unfortunately very successful at losing and gaining weight and losing and gaining weight. I having a terrible body image. When I discovered that through a podcast called Unfucked Your Brain with Carol Lowenthal, I signed up for a coaching program and she taught me a model, a self-coaching model to re-engage new thoughts in our brain. And that's what I'm going to teach you today. Now, one thing I want to say is that the self-coaching model that I'm going to teach you today is not my creation It is not Kara's creation neither. It's no one's creation. It's how the brain works. So nobody owns that trademark. It's just based on neuroscience, based on research, we now understand how the brain works and we've mapped it out into a step one, two, three, four, five. And that's what I'm going to teach you today. I'm adding two-step to this model specifically around intuitive eating, body image, weight issues. Specifically niche down to the purpose of this podcast and what I do for a living based on my own experience and the experience of my client and what has proven to work long term. So that's why I'm calling it self-coaching for intuitive eating. That's the same model we are now teaching inside of the Academy, they're going beyond the Food Academy. So, if you're an Academy student right now and you graduated two years ago, you have lifetime access. So, you now have access to this course, this brand new course inside of the Academy called Self Coaching. If you listen to this episode and you are like, oh my God, I need this in my life, join us in the Academy. You can now join us anytime. We've now created a process in the academy where it's so efficient that you can come in at any time. We don't need like a specific date all the students come in. So if you're listening to this and you're like, well, that's what I need. Come on over and we'll teach you this model in the academy. So let's get started with the basic. You know, I'm very strategic in my approach of teaching you. So let's start with the basic. What is self-coaching? So the word coaching identify a process used to move people from point A to point B towards a goal that they want to achieve. It's a process of development. It's a process of support towards your goal. Self-coaching is when we become our own coach. It's no longer a partnership between the coach and the coachee. You have both roles. The reason why we know we can coach ourselves is we have this innate wisdom in our body that tells us exactly what is best for us. And that's where self-coaching for intuitive eating is a bit different. And I'll get into that in just 30 seconds here. But we can self-coach ourselves through anything in life. Not just intuitive eating. There is possibility in dating and partnership and relationship and career everything in health coaching even right so you can take the model I'm going to teach you today and apply it to every segment of your life. Now because of who we are in this community my recommendation to you is that you start with food. And this is where intuitive eating and self-coaching kind of cross path and work so well together Because intuitive eating is the process to connect you to this innate body wisdom. That same innate body wisdom that allows you to know what's best for you, to coach yourself in any area of your life, is that same wisdom that allows you to know what to eat, when to eat, how much to eat. It's that same wisdom that is behind intuitive eating framework. My mentor, the person I've learned professionally intuitive eating from, Evelyn Traboli, says it best. Intuitive eating is about making you the boss of you. And she says, point, like not just in food, with everything in life, because it's a step one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten to reconnect you to that innate wisdom around food. Now, here's where the magic happens. When you reconnect to this innate wisdom through intuitive eating, you create new neural connection in your brain that says that you are able to know what's best for you when it comes to food. Call it the self-esteem synapsis connection, right? It's literally how your brains function. Here's the thing. When you create this new connection it's not only for one area of your life. That processes in your brain, that connection in your brain starts firing up in every aspect of your life. So when you develop this empowerment towards food, it starts spreading in every area of your life with time and practices. This is the exact same reason why you are an intuitive eater and then you became a dieter. Part of the process of moving from intuitive eating to a dieter, perhaps in your mid-teens, was to disempower you in front of food. That's what diet does and teaches people up to today, right? It says to people, you're not good enough with food, you have to follow the rules and counts and so forth right? It recreated a new neural pathway, new connection in your brain that says you're not good enough with food. And what it did is it starts spreading through your life, right? So 20 years later, you're now 40 years old or 43 years old. And you're like, Oh my God, I feel disempowered in my whole life. I have a terrible body image, right? I don't have confidence with my partner with work. It's because this new old connection of dieting is firing in every part of your life. When you work through intuitive eating, you learn to rewire this connection, the reverse process happens. And that is a fact of science. It's called neuroplasticity. Discovered about 25 years ago, neuroplasticity says the brain is moldable. We can change the way people think and act because there's this capacity in the brain to change. So for all of you that are sitting out there that says, yeah, like my brain can't do that. Like self-coaching is not for me. Like I can't do that. BS. Neuroplasticity, this ability to mold and change the brain and the way you think is applicable to you, to me and to everybody listening. Now. It does take practice. It does take an approach. It does take a framework, just like intuitive eating has 10 principles, right? One, two, three, four, five, six. Learning to coach yourself will take a step one, two, three, four, five, six approach, and it will take practices, 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 and it perhaps will need a coach at the beginning to help you. And that's okay, right? But it's feasible and it's doable. As I said earlier, I didn't invent self-coaching, neither did my coach invent it, neither. It's something that is natural to human being. And self-coaching came to the world awareness about 20 years ago, and particularly one book. If you want to read more on this and the science behind it, it's from Dr. Joseph Luciani. is a PhD, and he wrote the book, The Power of Self-Coaching. So you may want to go buy this book, and there's reference in there about the science behind coaching and self-coaching. Now, before we get into the steps, I want to differentiate for you coaching and training. Two different things. Training is focused on learning and intellectual knowledge. It's formal. It's about transfer of information between point A and point B. Coaching is focused on developing the skill set to apply the intellectual knowledge. It's very informal, type of discussion-based, experiential-based. Now, my audience, you, the people who are typically chronic dieters, have a very specific way of thinking because of the years of being ingrained in the diet model. We describe them in the going beyond the food as left brain thinkers. It's a term that's commonly used out there in the world of teaching and coaching. It's an expression to determine or identify one specific type of person in the way they think. A left brain thinker is somebody that's very logical, that's very analytical, that depends on numbers, that depends on stats, that likes to have step one, two, three, four, five, six in front of them. And someone on the opposite end that is a right brain thinker, is someone that's more based on emotion, imagination, holistic type of thinking, feelings. Some of you are seeing me coming here, right? Left brain thinker are the perfect fit for diets. Right brain thinker are the perfect fit for intuitive eating because intuitive eating is all about sensation, feelings, and intuition. This is why when you want to become an intuitive eater after years of dieting, You need to coach yourself into part of your brain that you have not been using a lot. You perhaps are a born right brain person, but you've tuned down those skills over the year to be successful with dieting. So I would say roughly 90% of the people that come into my program are left brain thinkers. They thrive on data and analysis and they are challenged in tapping into their feelings, their emotion, their sensation, and their body. So we have to guide them towards right brain type of activity. This is where experiential learning is key. So experiential learning is a model of Teaching of you, student learning that focuses on giving you information, but then 90% of the work is done in practicing, experiencing, reflecting upon what you've learned. Because experiencing your learning will work on that right side of your brain and will help you balance intellectual to feeling, imagination type base skill set. So I want to pause here. And so I'll take a deep breath. Some of you are perhaps triggered by what I'm saying here. And if you are, it's because I've just identified your weak point. You are a left brain thinker, an intellectual person, You listen to perhaps 5, 10, 15 podcasts a week. You've read the intuitive eating book. You've read the health at every size book and you're still struggling. Why? It's because you intellectualize intuitive eating And body neutrality or body positivity, whatever you're studying or trying to apply, you've not embodied it. You've not felt it. You've not experienced it. You thought that by learning the concept, you would be able to live the concept. That's not the case. This self-coaching will be essential, dramatical, critical to you. That's what's missing for you to get from where you are to actually being at peace with food and your body. So whatever wherever whoever you're going to learn self-coaching from, it has to be an experiential base type of learning that forces you into practicing, doing exercise, doing assignment that focuses on feeling the experience not intellectualizing the experience. This is where for some of you, self-coaching will be difficult in which it's something you've never done. It's actually, you have to find the motivation, the momentum to push yourself into doing things that you've never done before and that you've not been good at. And this is when diet brain kicks in, right? This desire to be perfect. And I see that all the time in my group, right? People will start their self-coaching and they'll pulse oh my God, this is so difficult. I just want to numb out. I want to go and go back to my old habits. This is the most difficult thing I've done, right? Because they're not good at it when they start. When you start self-coaching, it's like anything else, you're not good at it. Right. You need to practice, practice, practice. Hopefully you'll be in an environment where you can actually be shown what you're struggling with and how to go around it and get better at it. And then you'll keep practicing. Right. That's the difference between coaching and self-coaching is a coach will point you your blind spot that you don't see for yourself. Right. This is where coaching at the beginning, working in a group or with a one-on-one coach, perhaps will help you tremendously. And then your self-coaching skill will just come automatically, and then you'll be coaching yourself for the rest of your life. So I want to put that out there for some of you. So let's get into it. The step-by-step process for self-coaching, specifically in the environment of intuitive eating step one is to identify if intuitive eating is right for you so we do have inside of the going to beyond the food method a quiz for you it's a 10 question self-assessment i'll put the link to it in the show notes stephanie 207 you click you do the test And I'll give you a score at the end. And that is to identify if intuitive eating is right for you. Hint, hint. I've never had anybody who's not meant to become an intuitive eater. But I'm just, you know, putting it out there for your left brain. Go to the assessment. And then you can move on to step number two. It's again, for those left brain doubtful people, is self-coaching right for you? Right? So there's an assessment in the gentleman who wrote the book of the power of self-coaching, Dr. Lucian, and put the link as well. You can go do that quiz that tests from Dr. Lucien around is self-coaching right for you. Now, step one, step two, this is all about working with specific diet brain people, women and Moving you to a zone where you know this is the right thing for you. So when you struggle, you're not doubtful. You're like, yeah, I know this is the right thing for me. I know this is going to be difficult, but I know I'm doing the right thing for me. Then we move on to the specific framework of self-coaching. So the step three is understanding how your brain functions. Understanding the self-coaching model. Now, this is perhaps something where a visual cue would help you. So inside of the show notes, I have inserted a graphic of the self-coaching model. So perhaps you'll want to go have that in front of you as I'm teaching you the self-coaching model, a.k.a. how your brain works. And that model is something that was put together, this framework from a particular psychological therapy that's called CBT, cognitive behavior therapy, that put in simple term, how the brain function. So if you have the picture in front of you right now, at the very top, you'll see circumstance. This is something, an event, a trigger, something that happens in your life that causes you to have thoughts that have emotion to create action, right? So we'll take an example that's very common to many of us is body image, right? So the circumstance in the case of body image is seeing your reflection in the mirror, right? From there, this reflection within millisecond, you see the reflection in the mirror it goes through your brain, and then in your brain, you have what we call a perspective. That's where your beliefs, your past experience, diet, culture, 10 is better model is programmed, your limiting beliefs, everything is programmed into your brain, into this filter by which you see life. When this event goes through the filter, it then creates a thought, right? I'm ugly. Oh my god, how did I myself go? There's a thought that happened in your brain and it starts playing on repeat, right? When you're the victim of your mind, this thought never stops and it just plays on repeat. And then that creates an emotion, typically around body image, is shame, which then creates a reaction, an action. The shame is so painful that you then have an action to protect yourself against it. Perhaps you'll walk away from the mirror. Perhaps you'll go and grab food to numb out the shame, whatever. And that gives you a result, right? An outcome. That's how your brain functions for anything in life. Put whatever circumstance at the top, the same process happens. When you start self-coaching, that's the first place, is to understand this model. Then you move on to step number four, which is awareness. And my coach Kara has a great quote that says awareness precede change. So the first step to change your thought is to be aware of your thoughts. So that step four is about dumping on a piece of paper, all the thoughts you're having about this circumstance. Like, you don't judge it, you grab a pen, a piece of paper, and then you just write the thought around the event. Then when you're done, you observe your thoughts, right? What type of thoughts am I having? What type of quality thoughts am I having? And then you move on to step number five, which is investigate the thoughts, right? So then you're going to take one of those thoughts that you put in the thought download perhaps the one that comes the most frequently the one that represents a the thematic the one that's more painful whatever your choice you pick one thought outside of that thought download and then you put it through the model you put it through the circumstance thoughts emotion action and the result so you can fully see the impact of your thoughts and how it drives reaction and results in your life. You can't skip that part. Okay, this is the number one reason why people are not successful with self-coaching is they skip that part. They jump from thought download to new thought. That centric part of Fully being aware of what goes on in the result in your life is essential. So you, in step five, investigate the thought by putting them through the model. Now, this works for anything in your life and it works for any type of eating behavior. So if you want to do some self-coaching for emotional eating, it's the same process, right? You will investigate the thought that drives the emotion that pushes you to eat. The same thing would happen for self-coaching for binge eating, right? You would investigate what happened before binge eating, what type of thoughts were in your head that resulted in the action of binge eating. Same process, no matter which area of life. Step number six. Change the thought that is not serving you. So that thought that you investigate, that you realize is creating reaction and result in your life that you don't want. You're going to create a new thought. An inspirational thought. An intentional thought that you're going to replace in your brain when that event happened. So for that circumstance that your brain created that thought that is not getting you the result, you're going to extract this and you're going to replace it with a thought that is going to derive the emotion that you want and the action that you want. You're going to redo a model based on that new thought. This is all on paper in front of you. You have your thought download. You have your old model that creates the result you don't want. And then you create a new model for the result that you want with the emotion and the thought that you want. Step seven, you coach yourself. This is where it's called self-coaching. So you now know how you need to think, right? The thought that you want. Then it's your job to go and repeat that thought many times in a day so you can create that emotion. You can create the result that you want in your life. Even more specifically, when that circumstance arises, that the old thought goes on automatic, that you are coaching yourself to say, no, 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 no. We're not thinking like that anymore. We're thinking like this. That's self-coaching. That's where it will require patience, practice. You'll need to keep yourself motivated to keep doing the work. Setback will happen. They're inevitable. And that's when you learn from your mistake. You learn from your failure. That was the concept of the last episode, right? So don't expect for you to be perfect. That's diet brain, right? You're going to have setback. You're going to have error. You're going to have mistake and that expected. This is the power of self-coaching, right? That's where the difference is between having a coach behind you who repeats or repeats and keeps grabbing you when you fall and brings you back in line. When you don't have that coach and you're coaching yourself, you have to do that for yourself. But if you have the right mindset of not expecting perfection, you will have an easier time of picking yourself back up and keep continuing. That's the step-by-step process. Now, I want to give you not an additional step, but a note bene, a PS. You also have to work on changing your perspective, your mindset your core belief, your limiting beliefs. You have to work on changing the beliefs around diet culture in your mind. Now, this is a long-term project, right? You've been ingrained into diet culture for the last 30, 40 years. You're not going to change that mindset, that perspective overnight. It will require intellectual knowledge And it will require practice and patience. That's what we do in the Academy, going beyond the Food Academy, over that 14-week period. We give you information. We show you facts and science as to why dinner is not better and health at every size and so forth. To change your perspective, to change your core beliefs around dieting. So if you're doing this work on your own, this is when you want to start reading books, right? You want to start reading the Health at Every Size book from Dr. Linda Bacon to deconstruct your perspective around health and weight. You want to read the Intuitive Eating book from Evelyn Traboli because she goes beyond just teaching you the steps. She in part teaches you mindset and proof as to why intuitive eating is better. You want to do and read books around body image and feminism as to why thinner is not more beautiful. So as you practice self-coaching, you are also changing the filter through which you see life. Now, for those wondering in the context of the programs that I offer, What is the difference between the Intuitive Eating Project and the Going to Beyond the Food Academy? That's the centric part. The Intuitive Eating Project is like reading the Intuitive Eating book. It teaches you Intuitive Eating Step 1 through 10, the 10 principle. And it goes into a little bit around the diet culture, but it's not the goal. The goal of the Intuitive Eating Project is intuitive eating. Whereby the Going to Beyond the Food Academy is to change your perspective along with teaching you how to coach yourself. That's why it's bigger, longer, and has a bigger price tag as well around it. So that's the difference between the two. So everyone can be successful at self-coaching. You're probably very successful at self-coaching right now, but you're coaching yourself. Through the disempowering thoughts of not good enough, not perfect enough, I need to be perfect. You're practicing self coaching just with the wrong thoughts. What would happen if you identify the right thoughts and you coach yourself with the right thoughts? What would happen? You would transform, you would change. You'd be happy and you probably wouldn't listen to this podcast anymore in a year from now because you would move on to another part of your life that you want to know more about because diet is not an issue anymore. Food is not an issue and body is not an issue anymore. So that's the power of self-coaching. There's not going to be an extra exercise at the end of this podcast because Your job right now is to go to the show note, print out the model, and execute the step one, two, seven that I've given you tonight, today, not tonight, today, and then practicing and start self-coaching yourself. That's your exercise for today. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. I know it was a bit intense. It was very tactical, but I think it's the key most of you success. So if you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review. The reviews are coming in very frequently now that I'm asking for it. And it's helping rank the podcast higher. Almost every day I'm hearing from new podcast listener, which is very encouraging that we're sharing this message with more women. So if you're an iPhone user, go right into your podcast app, Leave us a review right from there. And the same thing with Stitcher. It's going to take you literally five minutes. You can do it right in the app. And perhaps take a screenshot and send it to me via Instagram or Facebook so I'll know that you've done it and we can start having a conversation. I love you, sister. And I look forward to hanging out with you on the next podcast.